There is an estimated half a million men, women, and children that are homeless in our country in this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean, affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with the Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book. To give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project. Welcome to a moment of grace. As a kid, I, I was raised in Bronx, New York, and then I, my family moved to Arkansas, where I completed my high school and education. And growing up in in New York, I had the wonderful opportunity. I, I think. I came up in a sweet spot in American history. I came up in a in a time in a place where I was insulated from a lot that was going on around. Either that, I had blinders on, or my family made sure that the discord that was going on in our country in the late 60s in the early 70s was not part of my narrative. But being a kid in, in Bronx, the Newark school system, for whatever reason, and I would imagine it was probably most of America, used to teach Greek mythology, all the other things that the world had to offer. My education started with the cultural experience of false religion, Greek mythology. You know, Apollo and Zeus, Hera, all of these pagan gods, these gods of Greek mythology. One of my favorite characters out of Greek mythology, out of this forced learning that we received in the New York City school system was Hercules. We've all seen Hercules. Kevin Sorbo has played uh, Hercules. There's been several others. But we actually learned about Hercules. He was one of my 
one of my favorite characters. Um, a demigod. They couldn't consider him a demigod. He was half god, half man, son of Zeus, who um, Zeus came and laid with a woman. And um, this woman has a demigod who has the strength of a hundred men. Um, he was seen as a as a demigod, but he was also always attempting to make himself acceptable to the other gods because he was a god, but he wasn't. He was part human. He was part god. He was he was a slave to his brother, who was the king, and he, uh, Zeus, and the other gods, gave him some trials in order to become a god and and come to Olympus, um, as the myth goes, and they were called the labors of Hercules. And on every turn, Hercules would accomplish his labors. A two-headed snake in his bed as a, a child, and he defeated his strength, defeated a two-headed snake, the uh, Nemean lion. He defeated the Nemean lion and the Hydra, and it's all of his labors, about 12 of them, that Hercules went through. And it's, it's amazing that every time Hercules completed one of his labors, he was still no closer to becoming a god or moving to Olympus because he was not considered, he was a dummy god a demigod, whatever they want to call it. Why am I bringing up Hercules? As an African-American, historically, people of color, people that look like me, are the societal Hercules, and I got a correlation and the reason most of my brothers and sisters on the fairer skin or the Caucasian side don't understand because you're on Olympus. You're on Olympus. You're enjoying the milk and honey. You're enjoying um, the system that is set up before. And here are a group of people like Hercules that no matter how much, how strong we are, how much we add to the society, how much we add to, there's not been one war in this nation 
that African-American blood or blood of people of color have not spilled. Just like Hercules, we've accomplished. Just like Hercules, we have fought wars that Olympus started. Call to action, we were there. To fight wars on foreign lands. And unfortunately, unfortunately, there's still a segment in Olympus that wants to make sure Hercules never gets to Olympus. There's a segment of our country and if you're listening to me and you're in the camp and I'm going to explain to you why the foolishness of all lives matters is a unconscious call of white supremacy. It is unconscious. I, I don't, I, I want to believe if you're listening to me and you're don't look like me, I want to believe that you want to do the right thing. I want to believe that. I want to believe that you understand and see that there's something wrong here. People protesting are not protesting because everything's okay. They're not trying to tear Olympus down. They're just trying to get to the place where Olympus is because Olympus has promised. The Constitution has promised equal protection under the law. But still, that same law, the same society, no matter what Hercules does and no matter what we do, seems to be never, seem, is, is never good enough. I purposely sat back, didn't make many comments, made one comment about the lynching, the systematic murder of George Floyd. Like so many movements, like so much that has happened in our nation, Things come and they go, and the powers that be throw us a social bone and want us to move on. So in my mind, in my spirit, in my heart, I felt this is the same thing. But it's not. as a society. We watched. Someone we gave a badge to, someone we gave a gun to and gave authority to. Put his knee on a man's neck. Put his hands in his pocket. 
and callously, without regard to human decency. Choke the life out of that man. Other officers stood around as this man choked the life out of this man. Yeah, I'm going to get pushed back, I'm sure. Well, what about black-on-black crime? Let, let me ask you a question, because I get so sick and tired of, of that argument, because it's fallacious, it's false, has no credence. Something media created, something that, you know, some um, socialists, social... Uh, enigma in the media's mind, because you all do understand the media is slanted to make people of color look criminal. We do understand that. Look at your own statistics. We're going to talk about that as we move on. Black on black crime. has less to do with genetics and being a violent people. It has more to do with proximity, okay? Black on black murder, black on black crime, you know, these are catchphrases that we love to use. That's all they are. There's a problem with the thought process of the black on black crime. First of all, statistics is the first problem. CDC has already shared and have already denoted that 82% of Caucasians kill each other. 90% of African Americans kill each other. Asians, it's less. Hispanics, it's less. I brought this up in an earlier show. It's about proximity. Not not color. It's about proximity. Environment, proximity. Here's the problem when someone that is in law enforcement murders someone of color. First of all, if that's your thought process, you, you, you really need mental help and prayer. If that's your argument, to watch a man murder another human being, if your response is George Floyd was a criminal element, George Floyd was this, he was that, if that is your response, you need mental help. Anyone at any given time, if you ever talk with a police officer, and they'll tell you, we have the authority to change everyone's life for a moment. We have a, the authority. They can find 
even you, yes, even you. If a police officer wanted to, and I know them, I've talked to them, I've even interviewed them. Go back and listen to some of my podcasts and you'll hear. Statistics show every American breaks at least five laws a day. No, not me. Yes, you break five laws a day. You got five reasons every single day for law enforcement to stop you and change your life every single day. Don't get on your high horse that it couldn't be. Yes, it could be you as well. Now, let's get away from your mental dysfunction. Let's just, if that's your thought process, let's get away from that for just a moment. The fallacy in your argument about police officers or a police officer, not all, not all. I know some great police officers. I know some great police officers that have retired, have some of my family, the whole gamut. Here's the fallacy. As a citizen, if I walk out my house, and I shoot you dead. I have to make it strong because some of us won't get it unless it is strong. That's a citizen on citizens violent act. I had no authority, no power to pervade anything in your life except to leave you alone and let you pursue your constitutional right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The difference is law enforcement is authorized. We've given them the authority. See, I think that's where we forget. We give them the authority. We gave them the authority to murder George Floyd. We gave them the authority to stand there and tell other citizens to back off while they murdered this man. Down through history of this country, and before I go any further, I want you all to understand this because you're on Olympus and you don't understand there's an old African adage that says the ax forgets, but the tree remembers. The tree remembers, but the ax comes back and still chops at the tree after it's cut down. This is the issue. That's the issue. So here it is, here it is, here it is. We gave those police officers the authority and they would not have done it except they knew that they would get away with it legally, that they would not be punished 
if they had had any inkling that the same laws apply to them, they would have never done it. We've seen it time and time again. Rodney King, we, we've, we've seen it. We've seen it time and time and time again. The tree is tired. And Hercules has gone through the trials. He's gone through his labors. And so either, and I'm not an anarchist, but I'm just telling you, there's a segment in this, in, in this country that wants another civil war. We have more guns in this nation than we have people. There's a segment in this nation that wants another civil war. And, and I don't think they even think at this day and time that they're going to enslave African-Americans or enslave people of color. They just want to take over a portion of this country. Yep. You're related to them. If you don't look like me, somewhere in your bloodline, somewhere in your house, even in your house, you may be in the bed next to them. You're related to them. They've gone beyond just the culture war. They've gone beyond that. And they systematically want a white America. Now, I'm going to have some segments of dealing with the election because it's, it's the thing that's coming up. And... This is what my show does. We hit things that I feel that are contextual, that I feel God lays on my heart to bring to you. So, yep, we, we're going to talk about the election. And I'm going to take a few moments. I, I stay pretty much, because I'm apolitical, I stay pretty much across the board. I don't bring in politics. But I heard a young man the other day, and he was so right. He was so right. Donald Trump has been one of the greatest things in the world for this country. He has been, he has been phenomenal for this country. Now, before you sit up and holler and scream, yay, Dr. Butler gets it, or you're on the other side and you're boo. He must be crazy supporting Trump. That's not what I said. I said he was good for the country. Why is he good for the country? Donald Trump has brought some stuff to the surface of this country that we've been sweeping under the rug. Decorum out of the window. That, that little thing called the Constitution has been challenged on several, several, several places. And primarily, 
those founders of this nation, those presidents, those, the writers of the constitution, this man's actions, his mental, um, fallacy, everything about him has challenged what I was raised as a young man about what was decent and what was expected out of leaders. He has come and challenged and broke the system that we either have got to fix it or we've got to understand it was never as great as we thought it was. And I said at the top of my show, this nation is great. It's not great because of a piece of paper. It's great because of the people. He's broken every, every possible thought process of what you thought a leader should be, uh, how he speaks, how he acts. I tells, you know, almost like a mobster. This guy is, is, is something else. So he's, he's broken a lot, but in the breaking, he has brought a lot to the surface that was in this nation because, you know, the last election, the last president we had, I had some people that I thought were just giants, it's Christians that I found out drawing closer, I found out they were racist. And they don't think they are. Because they sent on Olympus. They came so close to saying they hated. I actually had one lady tell me, I hate Obama. And I asked her why. And she said he was a Muslim. And she came up with all this stuff of why she hated the first African-American president. And none of it was valid. Her tribalism wouldn't allow her to see the work that he's done. Now, keep in mind, I'm apolitical. There's some things morally that I can't get with, with President Obama, couldn't. But these two presidents, brought something out in this nation, this, this, this 16 year experiment, eight, excuse me, 12 year experiment. Maybe it might be end up being 16. I think the, this is going to be known as the decade of change. It's going to have to, because it's under so much that we have deep seated in our hearts something's got to change. Nepotism brings in his sons, his daughter, daughter-in-law doesn't show his taxes. All of the things that we expect a president to do, he's, he hasn't done. Keep in mind, even him, even him, you guys that are listening, he works for us. I don't care that he doesn't give his salary, doesn't take a salary. I don't care anything about that. You still work for us. He didn't take the salary because he didn't want to work for you. He didn't want to be beholden to doing what he's supposed to do. 
And I'm sorry for those that are listening that, that can't stand him. I don't have anything to do with that. For the people that he believes in his mind, he's here to support, which is not all of America. He doesn't believe he's the president of all of America. He has done what they wanted him to do. He's built three feet of the wall. He tried. And they were going to say that, you know, Congress wouldn't approve what he was trying to do. So he did that. Partial or not, he did it. He gave the rich their tax break. He did that. He, you know, he gave you uh, some bones that you're going to end up, and you'll see it in your tax bill. He tried to destroy Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act. And, and in fact, keep in mind, I want you to understand, keep in mind, you don't want to hear this, but I want you to understand that same health care that you said you didn't want because it was socialized and all this other stuff, that same health care that you did not want is the same health care that when the economy went to bust, it's the same health care that covered you while you were out of work. Because keep in mind, you wanted to keep your health insurance connected to your job. And maybe you make enough money that you could lose your health insurance and be fine and pay that, that Cobra, Cobra <laughs> health, you know, after you lose your job, pay that, you know, which, which takes your health insurance up by 70 to 80%. Maybe you can afford that. Everybody can't afford that. The healthcare system is broken. So, so for the people who follow him, he, he done exactly what they wanted him to do. Even culturally, he's done what they wanted him to do. What he's also done is he has shown us, he's pointed to Hercules from Olympus and told him to go back where you came from. This is not the place for you. Somewhere along the line, some of you were brave enough to continue to listen to what I'm saying. Because my, this is my last point and I'm done. This is my response. Stop with the all lives matter. We know that. We already know that. Olympus would say all lives matter. The problem is that Olympus does not recognize because Olympus is on top. Olympus does not recognize that Hercules' life matters also. So when you say that, what you're really saying, because keep in mind, that foolishness started with the white supremacists. So what you're saying is you come alongside them that the white culture, that's your pushback. Just like when we start talking about black lives matter, you came up with blue lives matter. See, all of that has a birthplace in white supremacy. It all has a birthplace in hatred 
And because you're part of Olympus, you've bought into it. Now, let me share this with you. I don't have, like I said before, love police officers, still have friends that are police officers, had them on my show, have had them in my house. We have loved on them. I want you to understand, even have relatives right now that are in law enforcement. When you talk about Blue Lives Matter, keep in mind the blue shirt can come off. My skin cannot come off. When I shower, it's there. When I go into society, it's there. When I encounter racism, let me, let me tell you, so when you say there's no more racism, get this, uh, you're going to love this, you're going to love this. I actually had, and I don't want to hear the garbage about, well, I went through the same thing. I don't want to hear that garbage. I live in South Carolina, for those who don't know, the show is worldwide. The poll workers had the audacity to ask me several times, you do realize this is a Republican election. Now, see, let me share something with you. In the state of South Carolina, you can vote um, at both primaries. Democrat or Republican. <clears throat> the other thing is, they had some issues on the ballot that every South Carolinian needed to vote on. Almost to a man, I talked to several African Americans, and almost to a man, they were asked, You do realize this is a Republican primary. When I voted in the Democratic primary, nobody asked me that question. Nobody asked me that question. Every African-American I talked to, I challenge you, if you live in South Carolina or you got a friend in South Carolina that, that voted, give them a call and see what they were asked. Nobody asked us during the Democratic primary if we knew it was a Democratic primary. No one asked. So Olympus is still attempting to keep Hercules out of Olympus. The audacity to ask me about my right to vote. The audacity. And keep in mind what I just said. This was a Republican primary that had issues on the ballot that every South Carolinian needed to vote on, but They only wanted Republicans to answer the question. Hmm. Let that sink in for just a moment. So this is it. This is my response. Do I feel change is going to happen? I, I feel this is different. I don't think 
very much is going to change. We don't hold, we don't hold very much to what happens until the next time there's an Ahmad Aubrey, until the next time there's a Sandra Bland or George Floyd or um, a Tamir Rice or we don't hold very much because we've seen it time and time again. From lynchings, which no one in America has ever been prosecuted. Taking of land, you know, Central Park is built on top of Seneca Village. You, you didn't know that, did you? you? You remember about, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma was the Black Wall Street. They actually destroyed over 300 homes, 300 businesses, and over 1,000 homes burned it to the ground. I know it wasn't you. I know it wasn't you. But it was the spirit that's running around in you when you see all lives matter. You do understand that Detroit is the only city in America that we actually bombed. We actually took bombs and bombed an American city. They bombed Tulsa too, but we don't consider that an American city because it's an African-American community. So next time you say that all lives matter, remember you're speaking from Olympus. And Hercules is still going through his labors and he's not gonna stop fighting until he gets there. So you need to decide where your heart is. Is your heart here to make this world better? I don't need, I don't need you giving me a call and tell me how sad you are for everything that's going on. We need you in the fight. Like I always say, I don't need you on the right side of history after. I need you on the right side of history when it happens. And history is happening right now. You're on Olympus. What are you gonna do to make Olympus for everyone? Because if you don't, you're gonna realize that Olympus is falling. God bless you. This is the response of Dr. Butler. Hi, this is Reverend Dr. K. Morris inviting you to join me Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 9 a.m. for Spiritual Vitamins, a daily devotional on Central Praise Radio in St. Kitts and Nevis. You can find the website at www.royalcentralpraiselive.com. Keep it locked.